Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Female Footballers Podcast. This is Rachel Thomas, Chief Content Coordinator. I am super excited for today's guest because I have known her since she was a small girl. I think, I, and Everly may not remember this, but I met you, I think it was, you were in second grade. I met you, actually, I met your mom on the sidelines of a lacrosse game. And we, your mom and I somehow figured out that you and Blake, uh, my daughter, went to school together. And then your mom and I connected that we both played college soccer. And um, fast forward to the next year when basketball season started and your mom and I got coached together. And that's when I really got to know you for those few years coaching you with your mom um, in the basketball world. And of course, hearing all about your soccer world. So we're so excited to um, have you. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast um, because you, um, over the summer... Uh, participated in our mentorship program. And we're always looking for ways to let people know more about the um, program because it's a little challenging since it is a um, one-on-one program and we want to respect everyone's privacy that we don't, we, we're not pulling, you know, we're not video videotaping those, recording those and sharing that stuff. So really appreciate you uh, taking a few moments to tell us about your experience with it. Um, so that'll be fun. We'll get into that. But first of all, I would just like you to introduce yourself and then tell us about your soccer journey so far. Um, well, hello, my name is Everly. Um, I live in the Bay Area and I have been on four to five different soccer teams all the way from rec to quite a high level. And um, I've been I've had the opportunity to be coached by many different very good coaches and been with many different very good teams with amazing teammates. Um, and now I am four or 13 years old and, um, <laughs> I am currently on an ECNL team for soccer, youth soccer. Um, my position, the position I play is center mid. I used to play more center back. Um, and now I've been slowly, um, transitioning to playing more higher up on the field, like say position six, eight, and 10. Um, sometimes even nine. I personally love playing nine. It's one of my favorite positions. Um, I don't know. It's just so fun to have the opportunity to just kind of do whatever and just take risks. So that's my favorite part about playing soccer. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. It's so neat that you've played different positions too. And as I'm sure your game has developed, you've found where, and your coaches have helped you find where you fit best on the field. Yeah. Great. Um, so what's your favorite part about being a soccer player? What, what, what do you love so much about it? Uh, my like favorite, favorite thing is on, well, I mean, one of my favorite things is strategy. I, it's kind of an obscure topic, but I've been on some teams where it's more focused on technical skills and then other teams where they kind of like, okay, we have the technical, let's do tactical. And then I thought that's kind of where I found it really interesting. Um, it's kind of like, just like numerical, um, superiority in different areas of the field and then also just trying to figure out how to play around another player um and then to isolate 1v1s and 2v1s and just think sort of like it's kind of like a game of chess it's like there's a bunch of moving pieces and you just you have to think about on the spot and it's just like there's so many different things you can do um and that's one of my favorite things it's like you're not trapped you don't have to do one thing you can always you know, I don't know make something cool happen or just play the way you want to play. And that's one of my favorite things. You're never really confined to like what you're expected to do or like what you have to do. 
That's great. The the art, right? The mm -hmm. art of the game. Uh, yeah. That's so cool. And you're at that age where it's really starting to make sense. Your brain's there. You're getting, you're understanding the tactical stuff more. And it sounds like you're really into it, which of course helps. Do you like watching soccer? Mm -hmm. I love watching soccer. I'm really excited about the new Bay FC team. <laughs> I'm so excited. I know. Opening day in a little over a month. Mm -hmm. That's so exciting. Yeah, they're down playing preseason games right now. You follow them, get some intel. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for that too. Where I, I am also in the Bay Area. So we're very excited about our new team. Um, and watching, did you get to watch any of the um, first two Gold Cup matches? No, I didn't get to see too much about them. Um, but I think I, I want to go back and watch some highlights, but I haven't really had the chance to. Pretty, yeah. pretty busy. Yeah. Yeah. I know you got your, your stuff. Well, it was nice to see the national team, uh, getting some solid, you know, results with some strong showing of, of scoring. Cause that was, yeah. obviously it was a little limiting in the world cup, uh, last summer. So it was, it's good to see all the, the goals. <laughs> I think uh, the, all the new little, the new players, I think are really exciting to see cause they can like, they have so much potential and they're so good compared mm -hmm. like, I feel like the whole soccer world is just really evolving right now. Yeah, for sure. Do you have a favorite player, male, female? Well, I mean, my favorite player has always kind of been Lindsay Horan, just because mm -hmm. she plays the 10, she plays my position. Um, and she's just so creative with the ball. I also really like Rose Lavelle for the same reason. Um, and I don't know, they just, they have a good energy and vibe around them that I really love. They're like leaders. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, Horan's intensity Mm -hmm. And also great leadership and just stability, right? Like just, she is so stable and reliable. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so I'm going to ask you a, a different kind of question. What's your biggest stressor as a soccer player? Um, when I play soccer, it's sort of a, a mental battle. Uh, whenever I see it, cause like ma mistakes are common. Everybody does them. Some of them are worse than others, but, um, so when I make a mistake, I'm always like, oh my gosh, I just made a mistake. Um, and so I think the biggest, the hardest thing, like the biggest stressor is um, when I make these mistakes is just to like trying to remember like this doesn't define me as a player and that like it's such a normal thing to make a mistake and that my teammates, my coach, the people who I really don't want to let down because they believe in me, um, they understand like it's not something I should stress about, but it's still so hard. And it's kind of like, I, they're like, they're people and like, they're my friends and I trust them and they trust me. And it's kind of like, I made a mistake and then you kind of spiral sometimes. And that's always the hardest thing for me in soccer is just trying to remember that everybody it's normal. It's normal. And that people understand they won't take you. They won't immediately switch how they think of you when, you do something wrong or you'd have a bad game or I don't know, a bad tournament. It's everything is dynamic and it's always changing. So I think that I just have to remember that. And that's always one of the things that's really stresses me out, mm -hmm. yeah. especially in the moment, like during a game. Yeah. Right. You're in that competition mode and you, of course you don't want to mess up and how to recover from that. Oh, yeah. The, one of the biggest things that helped me during the mentorship program was the reset sort of button thing um and it was just really helpful because I always I could just like do something I I tend to try to like fix my bun um and it's always like okay next play and I always say that to myself and it, it really helps because it's it's just like a it's 
a stable thing that you can always do. And it, I think it helped me a lot, especially with not spiraling. Yeah. Well, that's such great insight because, uh, for those of you listeners, one of the topics we talk about is managing mistakes, um, and reset rituals. And so Everly's talking about this. She would redo her bun or maybe touch her bun. And then she had this phrase, she said, next play. And those are really, we're trying to create these automatic behaviors to those moments that come up where you might get a little hit on your confidence or like, oh, I should have made that pass earlier or whatever it was, you know? Um, so that's so great that those strategies are working for you. Um, also previously, when you were talking about the, the things that were the biggest stressors for you, the, um, I, I'm just so impressed with your self-awareness and being able to talk about, um, what you're seeing, how it was affecting you, what changes you've made and how that has been helping you, you know, grow as, as a soccer player and on the mental side of it. So that is so great to hear again, self-awareness is a huge part of what we talk about at female footballers. It's an crucial piece. We got to know about ourselves to be able to figure out what we need to do to best improve. And, um, so that's so great to hear. Yeah. Love that. Um, I know we, before we started recording, you told me you came from foot futsal practice and then you have a game later today. So I want to hear about your, in your journey into futsal, um, because this is a newer realm of soccer, you know, and it's a very, I think it's a huge piece to what the U S is missing because it's very, you know, fast paced, technical, lots of touches and gives, um, lends itself to a lot of creativity, which is what you're talking about. Maybe we need more um, players who feel comfortable being creative and taking that risk. So tell me about like, how did you learn about futsal and then how did you get into it? And tell us about what you did over winter break and all the things. Um, So when I was really young, I played, well, my brother played soccer on a club um, and I, he did that club had a futsal team. coached by coach Vava. He was, he's a very good coach. And I used to go when I was really young and play with my brother and his, um, boy team. Um, they were two years older than me and I used to play futsal with them. Um, and I mean, I wasn't like very good, but I was also like four. So it was really fun. And that, I, I think I, I did that like maybe once a week for like maybe a year or two. And, and that kind of really helped me, especially, um, I, one of my earliest memories is Coach Vava toe, uh, toe poking the ball into the other net because he was playing goalie and then the goalie was out. So that was one of my favorite memories from childhood. And then when I was on another club, when it rained, we used to train on courts. Um, they were outdoor like tennis courts because the gra- we played on grass and it was wet and muddy. Um, and then there we'd play like little futsal games. So I didn't really realize at the time, but that was like, that was one of my favorite parts of um, the trainings there. Um, and then I was on, uh, my mom puts together some teams sometimes, like most recently. And then I learned about this um, US youth futsal thing. Um, this is like an organization. And because I wanted to, we were putting together a football team for a regional tournament in Santa Clara. And my mom was like doing some research and she's like, there's a regional thing down in um, San Diego right now, but it conflict, it has a, there's a conflict with this tournament that we're doing. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And she's like, do you want to go to the national ID tryout? And I'm like, Oh, I can do that. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> and so I just kind of said like, um, sure. And so we flew out to Kansas City and it was like three days, um, double sessions per day. And I basically like kind of learned like exactly how to play futsal and it was so fun it was like the funnest thing I've ever done in my life and it, I mean it was really tiring it was really hard but it was super fun because futsal is also about tactics and strategy and it's actually really similar to basketball mm -hmm. um and I'm wearing a Celtic shirt right now so I, I really like basketball I played basketball for like six seven years in my life and just recently stopped because of soccer but it, it was kind of like a perfect mix of basketball and soccer mm -hmm. um so then a few weeks later, uh, I got, we were notified that I got chosen to be on the team that would go to France in December. And so this was last year. So over the break, um, uh, like Christmas and New Year's, I went to France with US, uh, the US Youth International Team. And I, there were some amazing teammates, amazing coaches, and it was one of the best experiences ever. And we got to play against local teams in France, football teams. And it's so crazy to see how like, big the the courts there they're so like professional and like it's uh, futsal is such a big thing like even in France where it's not like super huge it's still way bigger than it is in the U.S. um so it was just like a super fun trip and I I want to try to do it again this year and I want, I'm going to see if I can try out again mm -hmm. that's so cool what a, it's I love um you know the, all the different pathways in through soccer and being able to have that um you know, opportunity for something and for you to just love it so much. I can see, um, you know, your, your type of athlete loving that on the court. I mean, I know you as a basketball player, most more than a soccer player. So I can see, um, you just loving that court and probably the difference. I, I never got to play futsal specifically. So, um, you know, indoor, but that wasn't really the same. And, um, yeah, that's just so neat. Oh, well, thank you for sharing that. Um, experience what a cool thing what was your favorite thing in Paris some food like outside of the football it sounds like that was awesome what did you what what was something fun you did um in Paris we like we weren't in Paris too long we're more in I'm gonna butcher this name like oh, Nantes, yeah. Nantes I I oh I'm sorry um <laughs> then we flew out to Paris or drove it was like a four-hour drive to Paris um and we were there for three, two, three, two, three days. Um, and we had one more game to play in Paris. Um, so we got to go and take like a tour and it was, it was a walking tour and it was dumping rain. It was, oh. it was windy. It was rainy. We were taking shelter in like the Paris's like back alleys. Mm -hmm. um, we got to see uh, Notre Dame and we didn't get to see the Eiffel Tower, but I, I've been to Paris before, so I've seen it, but we ought to just like go around and there it was like a professional guided tour and it was really cool just to see everything because I hadn't done that before um I think that was probably one of my favorite parts but yeah I think it was just really cool to see like the and she would go very in depth on like the culture and stuff and it was interesting to see it and hear about it where were your um teammates from all over the states yeah they were from all over there was <laughs> Muriel who is from Kentucky um, and most of us have never been to Kentucky. So we were all like, what do you do in Kentucky? And we learned that they wrestle pigs. Um, <laughs> um, there are a few girls from San Diego, um, and then Minnesota, and then a, a bunch of other states, actually. So I was the only one from NorCal, but there were quite a few from SoCal. So it was cool to see that. But most of them were from like, they're the only ones from their state. Oh, wow. How, how big was your uh, team? There were, I think there were nine players, um, two goalies. So technically like 
seven court players. Um, but I guess the, the goalies pretty much play on the court anyway. So yeah, nine players on our roster. Yeah. Uh, oh, that sounds so fun. Awesome. Well, I want to talk a little bit about um, female footballers. And so um, we talked, you mentioned a little bit about the program, but I wanted to first learn how, or first hear how you learned about female footballers. I think I know, but I want you to tell me how you learned about it. I, well, you know, my mom. So my mom was like, she kind of noticed I was sort of, I, I, I kind of have this mindset where if I'm not the best, like clearly the best, then I'm by definition bad, um, which is so entirely false. So she was so fed up with me saying like completely like degrading like myself because I'm just saying like bad things about myself and about how I played. And she was like, this is so untrue. And then she, she knew you. And then I think you guys got in contact about female footballers um, and then like the mentorship program. And she thought that that would really help me. Um, and it did a lot. And I think it, I haven't had too many of those very self self deprecating um, words and stuff, but it was it was pretty hard last year before I did the mentorship program because it was just kind of such a bad mindset that had no reality or it it just didn't make sense at all. But that's what I thought daily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those automatic negative thoughts, right? Or yeah, just on a on a hamster wheel for you. Oh, well, I'm so glad to hear that the program was helpful for you. Tell us about your experience, you know, um, from the doing the coursework independently um, in the Google Classroom and then your Zoom calls with um, your mentor. I want to, I was with Carrie Ricaro. So um, she was so nice. She was amazing. And I, it was like a six week long course and we were traveling along um, the East coast for a few soccer ID camps. And we also visited our cousins who just moved there. Um, so it was really cool just cause it was flexible and I could do the work like wherever and whenever. Um, and it wasn't, it, it didn't take that long either. And I, one of my favorite things about it was that I, we could, we would talk for like half the time on like what we, what the lesson was. And then the other half of the time we could kind of talk about other things I was struggling with that weren't necessarily in the lesson plan. So that I really liked that about it. And she was super helpful because she has so much experience with like those topics. And plus she played the same position that I do. Um, so I think it was just a really good balance and it wasn't an overload of work and it was really helpful. Yeah, good. That's good to hear. We don't, we, for those of you listening, we strive to make the lessons um, palatable and, but not too much and not feel like, oh, I have this whole lesson I have to do or all this homework to do. Um, a lot of it is the reflecting and journaling and then being able to go into those video sessions with your mentor to talk about that. But also, you know, sometimes I know uh, previous uh, mentor mentee partners have told us, oh yeah, this week we talked a lot about it, you know, because that was a, such an issue. Maybe the reset rituals was really, really helpful for that player. And so it ended up taking most of that session, but other times they would maybe talk about it briefly, but then they would talk about all the other things that were happening. So it's so great to be able to connect with someone who's sort of been where you have been and knows, you know, those feelings and, and work through some of those things. Yeah. Um, And you had a great mentor. I know she is fantastic and, um, and she loved having you. So yeah, I um I also like kept in touch with her afterwards and I basically we had this tournament and we were in the finals of the tournament and I didn't think I had been playing super well the whole tournament but um you know I had one more game to prove myself um and so 
well, prove myself to myself. Um, and then I ended up scoring the winning goal, like in the last minute. And it was like the create this crazy experience. And it was like, awesome. And I was like, cause originally I was feeling really down about my performance and my playing. And I was like, and I remember thinking to myself, like, it really doesn't matter. Just play the game because you love the game and every you've worked really hard to get here. So everything will eventually fall in place. So I just kind of went with that mentality. Um, and then I, we won the tournament. Um, it won zero to the, in that last game. So it was really cool. Um, and, and then I remember texting her and showing her the video of the goal. And I'm like, this is like, you helped me do this. Like I was not, I wouldn't have been able to do this without like the confidence you instilled in me. So I, and she was so proud of me and, uh, it was just a really good experience. Yeah. Oh, what a great story. I love that. Um, well, you kind of touched on it. Is there a favorite part of it that you like, or a favorite week that you of topic that you really felt like was super helpful? I think my favorite, well, I think it was just because it was most helpful for me was the reset one. Just, I, but I, I also like the ones where you could like jot down and there were also like strengths and weaknesses. And I, it really showed me how, like, I was like, okay, well, I'm better at a lot of things than I thought I was. Um, and it was, I think, yeah, definitely the reset was the most important for me because I tended to spiral a lot. Mm-hmm. So that was by far my favorite week. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's great to hear. Um, what would you maybe tell a player who hasn't, you know, been exposed to a lot of mental skills training or practice, or, you know, maybe has, but doesn't, hasn't really brought it into their um, game as much? Um, what might you tell them on what, what it can do for them? I think just that mental skills training is so helpful. Like, I think most of the game is mental. Like, yeah, you can train your touches and stuff, but that's like sort of automatic at some point. But when you do mental skills training, you have to continuously keep like manually saying it in your brain or else it's not going to happen. And I think it actually takes more work than technical skills. And, and I think it's just as important. So I, I like any chance that the, you can get to, figure it out, work it out, um, learn something and just like keep like trying to improve your mental skills will change your game so much. I've been so much more confident this year than like last year, like when I was younger. I think it's also just because I'm maturing, like my mind is maturing too, but it's super helpful. And the mental skills, I think soccer is a mental sport too. And I think everybody should know that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's great advice. So any um, parents, players, coaches out there, if you're hearing that you're hearing this from a 13 year old, (laughs) she sees it, the mental skills we need to um, weave in to our daily practice of being a soccer player. And um, it it can be, it's not necessarily easy, but um, you can put things into place to make it easier and uh, coaches, parents, um, you know, we have lots of programs that we can offer for teams. So please reach out. Um, we can get you guys going on this and provide these for these players because ultimately it will lead them to be better players and in the long run, you know, great humans who can handle the adversity of life. But especially in this time where, where you're working through these things in sport, it's a, it's a great opportunity for, for that practice. So I think like, like, like you said, I think it really helps like social skills and just not outside of soccer. Um, just being able to not overthink things and 
live more freely. It, it was also just like a huge like burden off my shoulders outside of soccer too. So like these skills are, they're very helpful in both life and in soccer. Um, so I, that's, that just shows how important they are. Yeah. Oh, such amazing insight for a, <laughs> a young adolescent. Um, well, to wrap up, um, is there any other advice or, or advice, not necessarily with mental skills, but just advice for youth players based on your experience, um, whether it's, you know, you're on a team that maybe you're not connecting to the team or a coach who you're not stoked on or, or playing time or whatever it is, just what's like your big advice to, to the players. Cause I do love how you were saying you're playing more freely because mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to get there, you know, um, because you're constantly worried about making mistakes and things like that. So anyway, what would you, would be kind of your big advice to, to yeah. young athletes? Like if you're on a team that you weren't really vibing with or clicking with, and you've tried some other things, I or like a coach that you aren't necessarily like best friends with, um, maybe you're not getting enough playing time or as you deserve, I would say advocate for yourself. I think everybody has potential and they need to be like, um, not necessarily uh, worked on, but I think they have, everybody should have the opportunity to be able to be a great player. Um, and I think if you advocate for yourself, whether talking to your coaches, asking questions to like improve your game, helping your friends and just trying to be more um, in depth or like in, um, in with your team, just like being more connected to them. I think that could definitely help. But also like the main thing is you're going to play, if you really love soccer, you're going to play on many teams. You're going to, or you're going to play with many people. You're going to have many coaches. Everything is just a stage and you're never moving backwards. You're always moving forwards. So you should just try to remember that you, you can't really get, you can't really get worse in that sense. You're always, it's just a step. It's, you might think you're going in circles, but maybe you're going on a ramp uphill. Mm-hmm. circles but that's still okay because you're still getting better and I think that's the most important thing just focus on your development and honestly whatever happens it's going to be okay because everything will eventually work out if you put an, your heart into it I love that I love that if it's your if it's your passion and you love it it will work out mm-hmm. yeah oh, so great Well, thank you again so much for your time and sharing your insights on your journey and your experience with our program. Um, We loved having you and it's so great to hear the feedback. Um, And again, parents, players, coaches, please reach out. And if you're interested in this kind of thing for um, your club or your team or your daughter, um, our our next individual um, mentorship program, we just finished our winter one. So summer will be the next opportunity for that. Um, and yeah, thank you again for your time, Everly. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah.